Luton Life, brought to you by the Mall Luton. This is the place to come if you want to lift the lid on the real life of Luton, weaving colour through everyday life in Luton. Here's the Mall Luton Sophie Solaria. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Luton Life, focusing on pride and the LGBTQ plus community. Every year during the month of June, across the globe, various events are held as a way of recognising the influence LGBTQ plus people have around the world. 2022 was a particularly historic and special year as they commemorate 50 years since the first UK Pride March. And it's even more momentous for Luton because this year was the first Pride the town had ever held. Supported by Luton Culture Trust, the team took over the Hat District to celebrate the diversity of Luton's LGBTQ community. Their mission was to honour the historic triumphs and tragedies in the long battle for visibility, equality and intersectionality. To celebrate some amazing local talent gathered to shape a brighter, inclusive future through activities aimed at families, educators and youth groups. To tell us more, here's one of the main organisers, Kelsey. Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. At your workplace here in Arndale House, which is located within the mall. We're sort it of, is. It's the most surprising building, actually. I didn't realise how much went on in Arndale House. It's so nice. We're in one of the offices in the sexual health department. What's your role? What do you do? My role here, I am an education outreach worker. I specialise in sexual exploitation. And in our office here, we have like a community outreach worker. And then we have an LGBT outreach worker as well. So he works mainly with LGBT young people and providing that education in school. Very important work. Yeah. Does it feed into what you're doing with Pride? Pride? Yeah, so I am one of the co-chairs of Pride in Luton, along with Michael Nantonite. He's the other co-chair. Sexual health are going to be um, a part of Pride, and it would be mad to have a Pride festival if we didn't acknowledge the importance of sexual health as part of that. So um, my colleague Drew will be running a stall on the day, and there'll be testing and free condoms and lots of information and all of that kind of thing as well as everything else that's That's brilliant pride's going to be 50 this year but why is it the first pride in luton and how has it come about conversations have been had kind of below the surface for a while and there was a feeling that it was the right time the equality and diversity team at luton borough council agreed that it would be a good thing to do and it would be something really positive to get involved in and also It's about time that we do more positive events in the town and make use of the facilities and the resources that we have and actually shine a positive light on different communities in Luton. So what are the big plans? I I feel like it's going to be some huge party. Um, It's definitely going to be a party, but we want to make sure it's a really family-friendly event as well. So we've got, um, there'll be music on on the main stage. We've got a load of different artists, people like Lavoie, who are on BBC Three Counties Radio, um, going to be performing on the main stage with uh, Next Generation Youth Theatre, loads of other people. So there'll be all that going on outside. And then in the Hat Factory, there's going to be, um, obviously, drinks and refreshments, And there'll be stalls, things like sexual health, mental health, LGBT organisations that support the community. And then we're going to have like a youth zone as well, which is supported by Toco. So in the youth zone, that's going to be really exciting. We'll have arts and crafts, um, glitter and festival tattoos. And we're actually going to have a lip sync battle arena so people can pop in and out during the day and do a lip sync battle. I really want to have a go at that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. It will be really fun. It sounds like an incredibly well thought out event. 
I wanted to know why Kelsey had decided to get so involved in it all. So I'm a bit late to the party when it comes to getting involved to Pride and getting involved with the LGBT community. Um, about two years ago, my partner, who I was married to, or who I am married to, came out as being transgender. And all of a sudden, I was in a same-sex relationship, navigating a completely new scenario. So I hadn't been in that environment before. And actually, as somebody in their 30s, I kind of felt it was a bit harder to... Um, make kind of LGBT friends, queer friends as an adult than it might have been in the past and kind of find my place in that community. Started um, working with Pride, said I wanted to help out and be part of the, uh, the committee for that. And then I really loved it. And when they said, do you want to be one of the co-chairs and help with the organising? Even though I am a bit of a glutton for punishment, I said yes. That's incredible. What an incredible story. So you yeah. actually married um, somebody that identified at the time as a man. Yeah, I did. Did yeah. you see it coming? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was something that I had no idea about. And I think that that's the thing that people um, maybe don't understand. So like people say to me all the time, like, did you not guess? Did you not see signs? And no, I didn't. Maybe now some things make sense that I wouldn't have even questioned in the past, but we've got two children as well. So it was kind of, first of all, it was getting used to it in terms of our relationship. And then it was, how does it work for this family dynamic? And we didn't really have a lot of like role models we didn't have a lot of people to ask for advice and actually we have had a really positive experience in our own relationship so I want to be a bit of a positive role model and be like share some good stories and get my kids involved and know that there are other LGBT families out there and things like that that is really really incredible that it that you think you took it on so positively because so many other people would have left the relationship right? yeah absolutely and to me that just didn't seem like an option like I always knew my sexuality was bisexual or pansexual however you'd describe it from a younger age but actually Funnily enough, the only uh, guy I ever clicked with and decided I wanted to marry 11 years down the line came out as being trans. So we were already married at that point. To me, a person's a person and you fall in love with the person. So we were always going to work through it. And it has had its challenges, but challenges are more around how outside views your relationship and how everyone wants to have a... Um, have a comment or have an opinion on something that's actually really personal. As you say, you found your community, yeah. but part of Pride is also making the wider community aware of all these kind of stories and, and situations, right? Yeah, that's it. And I think that now more so than ever, trans people are in the media and are discussed in the media. My partner Elle, she wasn't in a position to be able to help with Pride at the moment, but it is something that I feel confident doing and I'd like to be kind of a voice for actually there are queer families with children and same-sex families and trans people who have children and it's like it does happen and life yeah life carries on and we meet new people and it's really good. Kelsey's positive kind nature and her own lived experience made her the perfect person to help organise Luton's first Pride and while she wanted it to be a celebration of course she didn't want people to forget the origins. The slogan for Pride this year is painting our rainbow. So because it's the first one in Luton, we're in a really um, good position that we have the opportunity to make it our own and do whatever we want to kind of be the first one. And as much as we want it to be a big party, and it will be, 
and we want there to be lots of entertainment. We really want there to be opportunities for education and for activism and for community. Because when you think back, the original Pride that was 50 years ago was a riot and was a protest. So we kind of want to hold on to the roots of educating people and kind of using it as an opportunity for change. The Stonewall riot started on June the 28th, 1969, when New York City police raided a gay club called the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. The raid sparked a riot with the patrons of Stonewall and local neighbourhood residents as they fought back when the police became very violent. This then led to six days of protests and violence outside the bar and in neighbouring streets and in Christopher Park nearby. These riots served as a catalyst for the gay rights movement in the United States and around the world. So while June is now marked as being a month-long celebration, Pride Month is also used as an opportunity to peacefully protest and raise awareness of current issues to those within the community and also those outside of it. How are you going to bring in the community that isn't necessarily in the LGBTQ plus yeah absolutely so we want everybody to know that they're welcome at pride like everybody regardless of their gender of their sexuality of their nationality anything like that they're welcome at pride and we just want it to be a showcase of talented young artists performers and get the whole community involved in like the spirit of the event and if we can educate people or just kind of like normalize things along the way that would be a brilliant result as well It sounded like it was going to be the best event and I was delighted to hear from Kelsey that the Mall Luton had got involved too. The Mall are one of our sponsors for Pride and they have helped us to fund the event, which we definitely could not do it without, Um, along with some other companies like Luton Beards and um, we've been working really closely with all of those organisations. We're going to have a stand in the mall, right in the middle of the mall leading up to the event, where we're kind of advertising what's going on and having information there for the public to see. And they've been so supportive in giving us the space, giving us the advertising, as well as giving us the money to get the event going. Oh, that's really, really good to hear that they're so behind you. Yeah, really. We definitely couldn't have done it without all the sponsors. I cannot wait to come and see what it's like on the day. No, me either. You'll find me somewhere covered in glitter, I'm sure. I arrived at Pride about an hour or so after it started and things were in full swing. Just outside the hat factory, a large stage had been erected where the acts were performing to a gathering crowd of happy people. The mood was positive and vibrant. Flags and ribbons of all colours of the rainbow decorated the area and anyone who was part of it felt included. As I stepped into the hat factory and wandered to the top floor, I found some happy children sitting upstairs making flags and various other rainbow-coloured arts and crafts with Mary. This is a nice, quiet area, actually, isn't it? My name's Mary Hearn. I'm a sort of local artist, do a lot of community arts. You can find me at events like this doing crafts for kids quite often. It's really, really calm at the top of the hat factory. Yeah. Just lovely like kids just cutting out the stars and their beautiful colours. Really lucky and so happy that we're finally getting a pride in Luton. Yeah. How, do you, how did it feel when you heard? I was just really excited. It's been a long time coming and I know there's been attempts before and it's, you know, just that it's finally happening. It's really great. And how do you feel the event's going so far? It seems to be going brilliantly. So it's like you say, nice and quiet up here, tucked away. 
Um, but I know it is quite busy downstairs, and that's great. That's what we want. We want people to come. So, What's the idea of Pride this year in Luton? So, to be honest, it's mostly about celebrating people who they are and just being themselves, you know, and, and celebrating the people in the community that maybe have felt stigmatised in the past. It's finally time to sort of celebrate that. As I wandered downstairs past the beautifully decorated selfie wall and the bar, I found my way into the main exhibition room of the Hat Factory, where the education message was loud and clear. People from all walks of Luton life had a stand. I went to talk to some of them, starting with Dave Mingay from the National Education Union. So the NEU fully supports all Pride events. We make sure we have a presence at every Pride event. Uh, we're here to defend and promote LGBT plus education in schools, uh, support our members, um, to say it's okay to be out as a teacher, you should be out and you should be proud to be an LGBT plus teacher in schools and let's have it on the curriculum. Absolutely, and how's the event going? It has not stopped all day. I was a little bit hesitant, I'm not going to lie, but I turned up this morning and I saw lots of stalls and I saw the staging and it's now... The half past two and I've been here since 12 and I've not stopped. I've not stopped all day. It's been so busy, such a fantastic event for Luton. What I'm interested in is that this isn't just one big party. I know there is a big party outside with the stage and dancing and music. But this is very much about education, this room in the hat factory, isn't it? Again, there's there's two sides to pride. There's uh, the education side of it and promoting different companies saying it's okay to be gay and there's a lot of education goes with it. And also... Have a big party. Why not? If you're going to be proud, be proud and be, be loud about it. Jenny Melrose. I work at Luton Sexual Health. So you've got quite a prominent position here in the centre of the hat factory. What's your role been here today, Pride? What we want to do is we want to let the LGBT plus community of Luton know that Luton Sexual Health is accessible and inclusive. Um, what we've heard from our community is that sometimes sexual health services can be really difficult to access um, and some of our clients who might identify as trans or non-binary or who have gender dysphoria find things like that really difficult. So this is about us really promoting our service, where we are, what we do and letting people know that they can come and talk to us and we will look after them when they come and see us. How busy has it been? It's been really busy and it's been great to talk to people who identify as LGBT+, also to talk to the families of people who identify as LGBT+, and just the general community as well. It's been a great atmosphere and it's been really good to talk to people and promote our service. I think it's such an important service that you host and run. And how do you feel about there being a Pride in Luton now from, from this year? I think it's been long overdue um, and I think that any further prides that we have here will just be bigger and better and reach a wider community. I've been an outreach worker in Luton for 14 years and I think what we've really seen is a change in terms of how young people talk about and express themselves in terms of their sexuality and it's really great to see because it, it, we didn't really have that years ago but now we've got statutory relationships and sex education in primary and secondary schools so we're talking to young people about different families and same-sex relationships um, and I think that education in schools and here will create an inclusive environment, which is great. We want our young people to grow up and feel safe and happy and healthy. And love is love. Hello, guys. I've just joined you in the bar, which is probably the best place to be. <laughs> Do you live locally? Yes, I live in Hightown, so five minutes away. Yeah, it's, it's a big moment, I think, for Luton. It really is. Um, I think they've been trying to put this on for a while. 
how is it now it's here Amazing. Yeah. I, I, and I'm pleasantly surprised about the turnout as well, you know? Yeah. I think it's incredible. I wasn't expecting it to have such a turnout. There's been so much, like, community support from all the local uh, businesses, from the local community, volunteers, council. Everyone's been involved, and it's cre- you can really see all the effort that's been put in. You can, can't you? And how, what do you think of that? Just awesome. There's the first one, and just so many people have turned up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, have you explored the whole lot? Have you just come to the bar? Not yet. We've <laughs> Some music. Yeah, come to the bar. I love. It's all the little touches. It's like the sign language interpreter. It's all those little things that are really good because it makes it even more inclusive. And when they were posting on social media saying, "Is there any way we can tailor it more for you? Can we make it more inclusive?" And that's really nice. And you see it. You see all the families around. You see all the like all the diverse group of people. And it's great because it's not just people here coming to the bar watching live music. You've got everyone who just wants to be here and celebrate it. And can I just say as well, one of the organisers came up to us about an hour ago and he said, you know, how are you enjoying it? Is there anything we could do better next year? And I think that's amazing because they really care um, and they want to make this a staple in Luton and and just going forward, it's just really refreshing. It was delightfully refreshing. I was about to leave the bar when I saw Michael, one of the main organisers, so I grabbed him for a quick chat. My name is Michael Nansen Knight. I am the co-chair of Pride. Um, I've been really at the beginning of the planning and ideas stage and trying to create something from nothing, um, working with the entertainment, but doing with lots of different hats, me, Kelsey and Scott, um, but trying to build legacies. This is about the future. Um, it's about what we can do over the over the 12 months um, and how we pass that baton. But we need to implement certain things and we need to make sure that we were doing a pride that was authentic, had substance and wasn't commercialised. So I think we've, we've achieved that by using local talent, um, using local businesses um, and um, implementing um, key legacies like the um, candlelight vigil that was two days before Pride and that's really important that we also remember that it's a protest not not also just a celebration Um, and it's also that we need to remember there's people out there that don't have the opportunities and the freedoms that we do and we're waving our flags for them because we are their voice and they're not forgotten but also to celebrate being LGBTQ plus um, queer or an ally um, and enjoying that freedom of expression it is it's the first Pride, but it's taken a little bit of time to get off the ground. How proud are you that you were one of the main people to get it off the ground? I'm really, really proud. You know, I grew up in this town, and I, I left this town to be LGBTQ+, because you couldn't be gay at that time. Um, and to see where we are now, uh, and see families here, and just being open, the town has come, come forward in so many ways. You had to leave Luton because you didn't feel like you could, yeah, you back, could live here. Yeah, back in the early noughties, it, you, you, it was a different um, atmosphere, it was a different times, um, and you can definitely see the change. You can. That's, we've still got a lot, lot to go. It's not all safe. We're in a safe space in Luton, being in the Hat Factory Cultural Centre. But um, we've got a lot more to do. But I'm really, really proud that Luton has embraced this. There it is. It wants it. There's room to do more. Um, another, another legacy we want to do is we want to work with Carnival because we want to be known as the creative pride. And a pride that goes back to basics and remembers why we do pride. Because we want education, we want representation and that creativity. So it's always, we got an education. So it's important to educate as well as celebrate. I'm just playing a role.
My name is Aaron Sibley, I'm a singer-songwriter and I just performed some original music. I absolutely loved watching you up there, you were brilliant. How did it feel? It felt amazing and I mean, being a queer artist anyway, having these queer spaces to perform and know that you're being celebrated not only for your music but also for just being you felt amazing and to know that this is the first Pride, I just it just felt so good. So here. where have you come from? So uh, I, I've come from London. Right, from so London. not too far. No, no, And no, of no. course Pride's been running in London forever but this is a big, big deal for Luton being that it's the first one. Exactly, exactly. I mean everybody knows about, you know, London Pride and Manchester Pride and these big cities so I think it's really important to have the inclusivity and also people talking about the other Prides that are happening because there's not one that's more important than the other, you know? No, no, no. And it's so important to have one in Luton because, of course, Luton is so diverse and it's been wanting one for ages. So yes. when you were asked to perform, was it a swift yes? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, as I said before, being like a queer artist, anywhere that I am able to perform in a queer space, I say yes because... You know, even in this day and age, you know, it's fantastic in the UK, but there's still work to be done. So if I'm able to get my voice heard to make a little bit of change, then I'm happy. It was almost time for me to leave Pride, but there was one last place I wanted to visit before I did. I'd heard there was a youth zone running inside Hat House, a small sister space across from the Hat Factory, and I wanted to go check it out. Inside, a large group of happy teenagers were gathered around a long table, listening to music, chatting and enjoying some of the provided snacks while making badges. It was a great atmosphere in there. I grabbed Andy, one of the organisers, for a moment. So young people suddenly want to be part of a group, part of a team, part of something, and then they feel much better, much happier, part of a community. It's going to be quite isolated, some of them quite isolated. So I think it's really important they feel part of a community. And that's been interesting. And then it's also, well, can we get involved next year? And can we do this? Can we do that? You know, and how can we have another bigger youth zone and make it more of a youth event? Oh, so they want more? They want more. Totally want more, yeah. yeah. And what are you going to do between now and Pride? I think that we're, we're as a group of us, we got yeah, together. We want to expand that. We're going to meet on a regular basis. We've got to look for funding. We've got to look for those sort of funders who would love to come and support the project as well. And then I think we're going to really look at how we can actually expand the, this because we want to start on a low-key, small-key this year because nobody have a great big pride like London or Brighton when you haven't sort of started something. Grassroots, you yeah. need to start low. Yeah, start low and we're going to move on and we're going to grow from there. After talking to Andy, I was introduced to Nicola Monk from Luton Council. This is amazing to see so many people, communities, families getting together, just having fun, just happy people. It's so lovely to see the Hat District particularly just enlivened with, with brilliant music, activities and yeah, joy. It's been a long time coming, right? It's absolutely been a long time coming. We haven't had anything like this in Luton, as you know, ever. It's the first one. So actually, it just feels lovely that people can just be themselves and just get together and just support each other and have such a beautiful day. It really was almost time for me to leave. There was just one last person I really wanted to talk to, Kelsey, who I'd met before Pride and who had played a really huge part in putting it all together. But I couldn't find her anywhere. Then just as I was about to head home, I saw her in the youth zone. I'm so glad I found you because it's yes. been such a busy event. I was scared I wasn't going to find you. What have you been up to today? So I've been in here helping.
helping with the youth zone and I have been helping organise artists and running from place to place basically. Have you been enjoying it? I am, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm overwhelmed with how well it's gone and how amazing it is. I did not anticipate there being so many people. It's Everything's gone better than we could have planned. So what's your favourite and highlight so far? Um, I love the performance from NGYT. I thought that was really amazing and it's so great to have so many people coming and getting involved in all the different arts and crafts, seeing all the stuff people are making. It's just wonderful. It really is yeah. and honestly the, the fact that everyone I speak to is so happy. Yes, that's it. We're all so happy to be here. We're all so proud to be here. It's really great. Brilliant. Well, roll on next year then. Exactly. Bring on next year. We've got a plan. Until next year then, thank you so much to everyone who has been involved in Luton Pride this year. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to attend and a privilege to be able to have documented it in this episode of Luton Life. And thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Luton Life, please do give us a great review and share it with your friends and family. Meanwhile, we'll be back soon with another episode. See you then. Take care.